Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to I, I Have, Have a, Strange a Strange Story, Story podcast. podcast. So um, this is the podcast where we retell people's strange and paranormal experiences. Yes. We're sisters, and I'm Lindsay. And I'm Rebecca. And welcome to the show. Here we are. And you and I think there's a kitty cat joining us today. Uh, is that my cat? That is not my cat. Oh, okay. It's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell because I have headphones on, so it was a little uh, like discombobulating. Oh yeah. Do you it's, like it's, that word? That is the sound. That is the meow of a young cat. I, oh, that's I only a Wilson. Have the meow of an old cat. That's a Wilson banana hat, trash can kitty that we have here. Um, oh fuck. I was going to say something else, but oh, um, I was going to leave my Invisalign in for Mm -hmm. comedy purposes, Mm -hmm. for comedic purposes. However, um, I can talk fine with them. So there's nothing funny anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So I went ahead and took them out so I could drink some beer. What are you drinking, Rebecca? So today, um, I have kind of, it's not a funny story, but I have a story about it. So I'm broke as shit right now. Mm. And um, so I went to the grocery store last night and was just picking up like the cheapest thing that I could find. Boxed which was not wine? PBR. No, boxed oh. wine is kind of expensive. Really? I guess because yeah. there's a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. So I got this um, spiked seltzer. Which was $1 at the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? That's going to give you an awful hangover. You're going to feel like shit tomorrow. We'll see. Oh, my (laughs) Lord. Yeah, but it's um, pear and elderflower um, flavor. Well, that sounds delicious. You think it would, but it's got like the lightest taste in the world. It is refreshing. It's good for a hot Hmm. summer day, I guess. But it is overcast in Denver and about to rain again. So, Does it taste like perfume at all? Yeah, it kind of does. Like, <laughs> like I knew perfume. it. <laughs> yeah, it was worth the whole dollar. Um, four and a half percent alcohol by volume. So that's not bad. That's okay for a dollar. Not bad, right? Yeah. Okay. Also, I put it in a wine glass, and uh-huh. just just to let you guys know, twelve ounces will fill up your wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> you just filled the whole thing up. Yeah, it looks real fancy. Yeah, it's got a little kitty cat on the bottom of my wine. And it does, so that you know it's yours. Yeah, it's an orange it's a, kitty. It's oh an orange cat. I know, I saw it. It's like me wrapped around the bottom of your glass. It's basically <laughs> Lindsay. She's in... I'm drinking to Lindsay from Lindsay. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm drinking... Um, well, now that, I, now that I live outside of Austin, in a small little town where half the town is dry... And if you drink in a restaurant, you have to be part of the club to drink in the restaurant. It's real fucking weird. I don't know if they still have those rules. They used to when we were younger. Half the town was dry. Right? Yeah, but I don't think it's like that anymore. I don't think it is either. However, the grocery store sitch is awful. Mm-hmm. You can go to the one grocery store where it's nicer, but it's just all old mean people and all they have is wine. And they have no beer to choose from. Or you can go to the other H-E-B that's kind of gross, but they have a shit ton of beer. Oh, yeah. But they don't have anything that you want to buy, food-wise. And so I go to to three different grocery stores. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. I do my shopping at Natural Grocers now. Mm -hmm. And then I have to go to Target to get ice cream. Oh, nope, nope. Can't go to the Target for ice cream. They don't have it. 
So I have to go to the other H-E-B to get ice cream and then the other H-E-B to get beer. Oh, my God. It is a fucking mess. But anyways, so I'm tr- they have a ton of beer. And so I'm drinking something by Twisted Brewing Company. It's in Dripping Springs. Cool. So it's a home grown beer? Home brewed? Brewed. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's called Barley Sickle. <laughs> Isn't oh, that cute? That's adorable. I know. It's a strong blonde. It's 7.7% per, <laughs> alcohol, which is why I got it, probably. <laughs> which is why <laughs> it's hard to read the bottle right now. Purr. Purr. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited about it. It's um, it's not bad. It's not the best. I wouldn't get it again unless oh. I wanted to get drunk real fast. 7% alcohol? Yeah, girl. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll mm-hmm. take it. Mm, she's mm-hmm. drinking it right now. And mm. she's got a little kitty cat koozie around that beer, too. I do. It's adorable. Um, We had a review. Oh, sweet. Did you want me to read it? Yes. Here's the thing. I think this is the first review of somebody that I know. That's amazing. Yeah, because usually it's just no. your friends. No, <laughs> it's your friend, too. Is it? Oh, I had one friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was on Facebook, and this is from a friend um, I went to high school with. She's, um, it's kind of cool. We met up a couple weekends ago, and we met at a restaurant. Um, nice. And she actually told me, she was like, I've been listening to your podcast. I know that's weird. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. That's so I know. Cute. It was really sweet of her. Um, but she'd been listening to it in secret and then had messaged me and was like, hey, girl, let's meet up. And then That's we end up, awesome. we have, we still have so much in common. She's such a nice person. Um, anyways, she recommended the podcast and she said a bitchin podcast with so much heart. Oh girl. I know. You're Thanks, girl. Yeah, she Love is. It. She's one of the smartest people I ever knew. That's so cool. Yeah, she's a nice uh, lady. And that's what she said, too, whenever I met with her. She was like, y'all have so much chemistry. And I was like, it's because we're sisters. It's because we're born from the same mom. Sister, <laughs> sister. Okay. <laughs> so we're on episode 37? 37, motherfuckers. Hmm. <laughs> So it's your turn to go first. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and get started then. Jump right in. I will do that. Get right um, in there. I'm going the in. The water feels first. great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. So this one is from Reddit. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Reddit. And this is, I just wanted to pref- uh, preface this with, with what this person, how this person believes in the paranormal. Okay, so... This story is from somebody who is open-minded to the paranormal because they can't, uh, they can't disprove it. And I like this. I think this is cool. Okay. Um, and they, uh, they chalk up experiences to, um, hallucinations and faulty, um, electronics and mental illness, etc. And, like, I get that. I think that's a really good way, you know, not a good way, but... To me, that's like, once you eliminate all of that stuff, then you have the paranormal. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, this is coming from somebody who's partially skeptic, but also believes as well. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, good. (laughs) So, five years ago, there was this new volunteer firefighter. It's, it's, 
the person who gave us the story. The, wait, the person who gave us the story is the volunteer firefighter? Yes. It's a hard job, man. I know it is a hard job. Um, way to go, firefighters. Way to go, firefighters. We appreciate you. You're the best of the EM. It's hot stuff. EMT. It's hot stuff that they it's mess with. Hot stuff. I know. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this person was a volunteer firefighter that started about five years ago, and they absolutely fucking loved it. Um, they said they loved getting to ride the big, fast fire engine. Aww. Aww. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wee-hoo, wee-hoo, wee-hoo. Exactly. <laughs> they said um, they worked hard, um, even though they didn't. he didn't have full time and they didn't get pay time off. But this person just ingen- uh, genuinely enjoyed the job. Um, he said that he cleaned and squeegeed the floors and made sure that the trucks were clean and stocked everything and he stayed late. Like, this was the best thing that ever happened to this guy. Okay. I know. It's so cute. So one night, he was by himself. It was late at night. It's starting to get creepy. I know. And he was uh, doing inventory on on the uh, the med kits. Mm -hmm. And he said that the hall was super quiet. The doors were locked, and the lo- the doors were locked twenty four seven, and so nobody was in the building but him. And his was the only car that was outside, and it's dark all throughout the rest of the building because he has the lights off. He says he's trying to save electricity. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he's working, he's doing his thing, and then suddenly he hears something, and he's like, "What the hell was that?" And he listens, and it's the sound of keys jingling. And it's in kind of the next bay over where the engines and the tender live. And by the way, I had to look up what a tender was. Do you know what, what that is? What is it, girl? It's the water tanker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the water tanker. It's the water tanker truck. <laughs> <laughs> Does it mean maybe it's the big fire truck? Because they have baby fire trucks, too. I don't know if you know that. I don't know anything about anything. They have little baby fire trucks. Okay. And they have big boy fire trucks. Maybe this is a baby boy fire truck. I don't know. It holds water. It's got water in it. It's maybe it is a baby. It. Yeah. So the tender, and somebody correct me, please. Um, okay. <laughs> because I don't think Lindsay really knows. No. Um, so the tender is the water tanker. And um, it's an older truck. And it was a hall kind of parked far away from where he was. And he's like, what the fuck is that? Like, is somebody messing with me? And all the while, the keys are still jingling. They're just a jingling, jangling. Oh, I should have had a... a <laughs> I should have had a, key, a sound Some effect. keys to demonstrate. Ding, 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 ding. That's what they sound like. Are you going to hit your microphone? No, I was burping, thanks. And I covered the microphone so no one would hear me. <laughs> I will call you out on that shit. God damn it. Yeah. Um, so he thought somebody was maybe messing with him. And he said it was impossible for anybody to get in there quietly. Because the main door was super loud whenever you uh whenever you turn the key and open it up and so he he was just like well nobody else is in here it's just me everybody's gone and he was like did the keys fall and he was like nope they're still jingling (laughs) and then so he starts walking towards um 
the truck bay and it's pitch dark in there and all while he's walking towards this truck bay the keys are still jingling shut up yeah and he just kind of like stops and he like gathers himself and he's like is this really happening and it's like yes it's really happening because the keys are still jingling yeah so he's in this bay uh he reaches into the darkness to turn on the light switch the keys are, keys are still jingling um, and he says it's super clear, like like 13 feet in front of him. And when the lights come on, the sound stops. And in front of him is a big red tender. And he grabbed the flashlight, and he was searching the floor high and low. He was looking everywhere to see if anybody was in there just kind of messing with him. But he wasn't. You know, nobody was messing with him. He was all alone. And he checked the tender, and the keys were inside of the ignition, just like they always are. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Because I feel yeah. like you know things. Sometimes they have the doors open, and they have, just like on Sex in the City, how they have like their the boots and the bunker gear out, so they can just jump in it, like pull it on. Like they have yeah. every doors are open, their bunker gear is in there, they're ready okay. to go. I've never seen Sex in the City. Oh, I know. I'm that. I'm the worst person ever. Um, so, hmm. yeah, Hmm. sorry. Mm -hmm. That's me. So he's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Done. Um, and he headed for home and he didn't come back until a couple of days later. And like, he was kind of thinking about it, but he did. He, he talked to one of the other firefighters and he mentioned what had happened. And that person was like, oh yeah, that was our old chief. Um, (gasps) he said, the tender was like his baby and he watches over it while we work and he's probably just keeping an eye on you his name is sal oh oh, i was gonna say i bet you it was a fireman that died yes he said that this guy was a beloved chief and that um he passed away uh several years ago um and he and then he uh sorry he passed away several years ago but before that he kind of he retired and he he kind of hung out like the grandpa of yeah. the station. Like he was very dedicated. He kind of sounds a lot like this guy. Yeah. Uh, just loves being a firefighter. Um, and he says that all the while he never felt like threatened by this yeah. presence. Um, he said he did feel a little bit scared, um, but you know, never like anything was going to harm him. He says he's never heard anything again afterwards. He's never felt the presence. So, to me, I feel Aww. like he's kind of passed the test of the old chief. <laughs> you can hang That's out a really cute story. I know. I love that story. What I really like about the story, too, is it's like, you know, we get so many stories, and sometimes we know what's going on, and sometimes we don't. But, like, these people know. Yeah. I feel like they know in their yeah. hearts. They're like, Dud's the chief. Yeah. Isn't that Yeah, cute? that's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, this comes after, um, Remember whenever we talked about if I would, what paranormal creature yeah. would be? Yeah. And I said a ghost because they attach themselves to something. And, like, yeah. this guy attached himself to the building or the or the tender. Cause this chief was like, like, fuck my family. I'll be this fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> he may not have had a family. I don't know. What's don't interesting, know. though, is that your story kind of relates to my story. And I know earlier we talked a little bit just to make sure that we didn't have the same story, right? Yes. But 
I said I did some research. Yeah. And my research may kind of explain your story, too. Oh, sweet. Let's hear it. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I said I said let's hear it. So do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. take a sip of my fizzy. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. Um, okay, so my story took place about forty years ago. It was a mother and a daughter, and so this story is from the perspective of the daughter. Um, she said that her mother didn't retell this story for decades. So it, it had been recently that she finally found out the whole story. So she went on Reddit and she shared it. And I'll tell you kind of what the comments were afterwards. Um, but she went on a road trip with her mother. She said she was barely in the double digits teens. So I'm thinking she's like 10 or something, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so they were going to see her mother's aunt. She said it was an important trip because she had never met the side of the family before. Um, and it had been a long time since her mother had seen her family and this aunt. She hadn't been down there for years. Um, so from what I understand, it was like a three to four hour, two to three hours road trip to wherever they were going. So it's probably not in Texas. It could be, but you know. Um, anyways, so they get to her aunt's house. They knock on the door and this young man answers. Um he was like in his early 20s. He was thin. He had dark hair. She said he was just immediately likable. Um, they really liked him. He's a nice guy. He invited them in. He explained that their aunt was out. Um, but, he, you know, he said, why don't you just come on in and wait for your aunt to get back? Um, she said that he sat and he played the piano and he sang songs and he brought them cookies and milk and that oh he... God. Yeah, that he was very friendly with her and that he didn't leave her out of the conversation, which can typically happen with kids, usually just the adults talk and maybe, but she felt very included. Um, and she just, it was a really good memory for her, this guy who had, you know, let them into her aunt's home. Um, so they had stayed there for like a couple hours or so waiting for the aunt to arrive and she hadn't shown up yet. And so they decided that they were going to leave. Um, and that they were going to go visit other people um, that were in the same city that was that was family. Um, so they left and they went to a bunch of the different houses. And remember, this is before cell phones. Right. Okay. Because this is in the 70s. So they couldn't call. They couldn't text or anything. They just kind of drove to the house to see if people were there. Um, but they went to all the houses and none of the other family was there still. So they went back to the aunt's house. Um, and the aunt opened the door and they went in, they stayed, they talked about how nice the, the, uh, her tenant was, um, that he had been so friendly and engaging or whatever. Um, so then they went ahead and said their goodbyes cause they had the two to three hours, you know, to get home. So when they get home, her father went to her mother and said, your aunt called and she said that you need to call her immediately. She really needs to talk to you. And so I guess the mother had assumed that she left something there that was important. Um, so she called her aunt. Um, and this is the part that the person telling the story from Reddit, she didn't know that this had happened. She didn't oh. know this side of the story. This was something um, her mom told her later. Yes. Uh-huh. And her mom kept it a secret for decades, like didn't tell anybody. Oh, so yeah. And so she's a teen. She goes in a room, whatever mom called aunt and her aunt was like, Hey, I didn't want to say this in front of your kid. Cause she's so young. 
Um, but that man that you described as being at this house died of a drug overdose, and we were all at his funeral. And that's <gasps> why, that's why I wasn't here, and neither were any of the other fucking family members because we were all at this guy's funeral. What? Yes. Oh, I got goosebumps, girl. Did I say he died of a drug overdose? Yeah. I'm just adding that in. So <laughs> they were all at the funeral. So I read, I, I went down and started reading people's comments. Because when I first read it, I was like, this is fucking creepy. But you know, whenever you read stuff again, that's when you go, ah, yeah, right? Totally. And so this was a real experience for her as a kid. So people are questioning her and they're mm. saying, you know, this doesn't sound real. Um, why, why did you go to a family member's house? They didn't know you were coming. Why didn't you know about the funeral? Blah, blah, blah. And the person um, answered everyone's questions. And she had said that this was in the 70s. Uh, my mom took road trips. It was something normal that we would just jump in the car last minute and go somewhere. She said, and that's what we did this day. And um, there were no cell phones. There was The only way to communicate was by regular phone or by mail. And I kind of remember that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes you may call ahead and be like, they're not answering. Let's just go over. Like, oh, yeah, I fucking totally. remember doing that, right? We do that so, to our friends' houses all the time. Yeah. And, like, even if they were expecting us and they didn't answer, we would still go. Yes. So, I mean, I think there could be a little bit of disconnect because of that. Okay. Um... So there was that piece. And then other people were questioning it because they were like, well, did he look translucent? Was he solid? And um, did you touch him? Could you see through him? All those questions. And remember, he brought her cookies and milk. Right. And she said that as hard as she tries to remember, she doesn't think that she touched him or hugged him at any point. So she couldn't recall any of that stuff. So then I kept reading and somebody had offered some insight and they said that this relates to the Tibetan book of death. Ooh. Yeah. I've talked about it before yeah, too. Um, but what the person wrote, I couldn't understand, unfortunately. <laughs> so I had to go look it up myself um, because there was a term that they used. And whenever I looked up the term, I'm trying to see if I wrote it down. Um, there it is. An ethero double. Okay. Ethero double, ethero double. I mean, I, I looked and I couldn't find anything the way this person was talking about it. So this person was basically saying that the guy who had died of a drug overdose was in a, um, a stage after death called uh, Barbo. Okay. So Barbo, according to the Tibetan Book of Death, there's all these different stages after you die. And it's like it's a state of existence between um, two lives on Earth. So after death and before your next birth, when your consciousness um, isn't connected to a physical body. Wow. So it's kind of like your soul, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just drifting wow. around waiting to be reborn. So the, the Tibetan book of death is based on Buddhism and Buddhist practices, and they believe in reincarnation. So that's where it's coming from. Um, so the, it talks about how usually after you die, there's like a sequence and that you die and then you have um, like really clear experiences of reality. Um, and then you have terrifying hallucinations <laughs> and oh. then you go into your next life. Okay. But, but a lot of people um, who are Buddhist prepare for this 
And so whenever they die, they're prepared for these different stages. I think there was like six stages that I read about. Um, and so they're practiced for it rehearsed and they know what to do to make that those hallucinations work for them because that leads them to their next life and it impacts whether or not their next life is going to be a good one or a bad one. So like you kind of have to go through the motions to be reincarnated. What I'm terrified of is someone else is listening who knows this way better (laughs) than what I'm saying, (laughs) but I'm trying, right? You're doing good. Um, so it's usually considered a great opportunity for liberation or it's dangerous to lead to a um, undesirable rebirth. And then there's the, the six states. Um, and this also goes back to there being 49 days after death. Yeah. Oh, You've I talked about that. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you talked about that in one of our uh, other episodes, but I can't yes. remember exactly what it's about. But basically, the person who's who led me on this trail to look this stuff up, mm-hmm. they had said that this person was in um, one of the stages of Barbo, and that they had 49 days, and that they had eaten an ethero double, and that basically this person who was in the stage had eaten something, and it kept him physically on Earth, and then... By the time the ant got back, he hadn't eaten anything else, so he disappeared. Oh my god, this is this is crazy, Lindsay. What? This is, because this just reminds me of um, so you know folklore. Fork. Oh Jesus, this folklore. Sparkling water. <laughs> it's doing its job. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything too. Oh my god. Me um, neither. Wait, what no. word are you trying to say? Are you trying to say folklore? Folklore. Yes. Okay. Jesus. Christ. Of um, fae and fairies and little people and, you know, elves and stuff like that. So um, this just, I hope that this correlates because I have a problem with, you know, connecting things sometimes. But um, in the fae world, it is, uh, you're also not supposed to eat anything because your body will get trapped there. Oh, maybe that's what this person was trying to say. Isn't that, well, well, this is two different things, though. This is the Book of Death, and then this is the fey world, or the fairy world. So, something about food keeps you attached somewhere. So, like, the food on Earth keeps you attached here, and then the food in the fairy world keeps you attached in the fairy world. Wow. Yeah, and I tried to look up, I looked up, like, the Tibetan stages of um, Barbo, if Mm -hmm. I'm pronouncing that right. Someone's going to be like, you fucking idiot. It's okay. Um... But I tried to look that up in relation to eating. Okay. And there was, I couldn't find anything directly related to it. Hmm. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. Well, there's that scene in Spirited Away whenever, um, whenever, uh, God, what's her name? Princess Mononoke? No, (laughs) Spirited Away. Sorry, <laughs> I got them mixed up. <laughs> it's okay. Whenever San, uh, San, I think our name is San. I'm probably going to say that wrong. Whenever, um, you know, people are like, ooh, humans here, it's disgusting. And she starts yes. fading away and they may, and um, her friend makes her, Kohaku uh, makes, her, makes her eat some of their food so that she uh-huh. stays in that place. Oh. Yeah, totally off subject, but it just reminded me of that. No, it's I'm similar. doing that this time. I Thanks. Thanks for that, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You can do it too. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyways, so that's, I kind of <laughs> thought that, you know, even that though he was, that chief was probably dead for more than 49 days. Yes. Maybe he got stuck there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess there's the Tibetan book of death and there's just, you know, white people who are like, there's ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe he was just a ghost. I don't know. But I thought it kind of related. Like, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a connection there. Whatever. Well, I wonder how long. Um, I mean, I, it's probably, I don't know if this would explain it in the book or whatever, but how long that kind of process lasts. So if you eat a piece of food from the world that you're about to leave or the world that you're not supposed to be a part of anymore, like how long are you there? So I think what I read is it can go on indefinitely as long as you continue to eat. But what I read the mm -hmm. issue was is that you're not hungry. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So you don't think to eat. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't think to eat, then you leave the world. I gotcha. See? Yeah. Like, I think that if I died and I saw, like, a pile of mashed potatoes in front of oh, me. Oh, mashed potatoes. Like, Stay in. <laughs> I'm going to eat that. I'm the mashed potatoes that. and gravy. Exactly. But, you know, that's, uh, I wonder, um, you know, the people that celebrate, not the people, but people that celebrate um, Dia de los Muertos. Uh-huh. How they. Nice pronunciation. Thank you. Um, how you they, want me to say it really quick? If you want. Dia de la Mirtos. Shut, Shut up. I know you didn't it was mean good. that. that was it was good. Um, oh, okay. You know, people leave offerings out, um, food yeah. offerings. They do that in um, Japanese culture, too. Um, I wonder if that has something to do with keeping the spirit around or maybe just offering them their favorite food because they, they love them. I think for Dia de la Mirtos, I can't. Oh, I was so bad at Spanish. I can write it and I can read it. I just can't speak it. <laughs> I sound okay. awful. It's okay. It takes practice. Oh, um, sometimes people I work with come in my office and just say things for me to say in Spanish and they ask me to repeat it and then they just all laugh and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good crew you got there. <laughs> You're so sweet to me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, oh, fuck. What was I saying? Dile de los muertos. Oh, that's leaving them their favorite foods. Okay. That's just to honor them. Yeah. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah. It's fun, right? Yeah, and then in our culture, we're like, she dead. She dead. <laughs> we're like, burn her up. Girl, she dead. <laughs> <laughs> Spread those ashes in the sea. Let's go. <laughs> like, that's all we do. You know what? We also eat a lot. If somebody Let's dies, go eat some food. If somebody dies, everybody's taking a casserole over to somebody's house. That's and true. That person whose family member died gets a lot of free food and a lot of Tupperware. Probably that. No, I think they have to give back. the Tupperware back. I don't think you have to do anything unless there's oh, like a note right. that says please return. But how can you ask a mourning person to return their Tupperware? You don't. I would go and buy something specifically for it and then yes. give them that. Exactly. So, But then is... that person's going to have a shit ton of casserole dishes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there is food involved in that. But that's You're mostly right. for comfort food. Well, also because like when you get so depressed, you don't... Well, at least... I'm speaking for myself. When I get depressed, because I suffer from depression, everybody. Oh, <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, no. yeah, 
let's be honest. Yeah. So whenever I suffer from depression, I don't eat. Right. And so a person who has lost a loved one probably is not going to eat. But if the food is there, it encourages them a little more. Right. Because I'm not going to fucking make myself anything. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I think I'm the opposite of you. I probably eat more whenever I'm depressed. I don't know what I do, actually. I guess I don't do anything because I don't want to drink. I don't want to eat. Yeah. You don't don't eat whenever you're depressed. I mean, whenever I'm down, I want to eat something, but I don't. I don't. My stomach feels like I'm going to throw up when I'm depressed. Like I can't. Yeah. Or if I'm upset, I'm like, like I can't eat. Yeah. Excuse me. I just burped, but I turned away. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a quiet burp like mine was earlier yeah it was do you know how to say firefighter in spanish no how do you do it how do you bombero say it? what is it bombero bombero uh-huh you cool. probably said it better yeah you know how to say um party pooper <gasps> aqua fiesta <laughs> <laughs> and we got that fucking checked by somebody who does speak spanish confirmed you guys yeah if you're gonna take anything away from this episode party pooper is agua fiesta yeah there you go you're welcome but i say i'm having an agua fiesta whenever i'm drinking water too <laughs> <laughs> and then your friends just look at you and roll their eyes oh yeah they can't stand me. That's okay. It is okay. You're right, girl. It's fine. I like you. You're pretty cool. Oh. Yeah. Rebecca. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is dragging on for a while. Um, All right. So, um, listen, guys. If you have a story you want us to read, send it to us at I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Now, I checked the mail today our uh email there was nothing in there just fyi (laughs) i'm sorry about that guys because we're bad at replying yeah we're pretty bad yeah i'm awful at instagram but you know send us your stories we want to read them we do want to read them it makes it easier (laughs) i mean and we also add a little bit of flair sometimes and sometimes we forget things and sometimes we don't know how to pronounce a word correctly. So, And sometimes our research is like bunk. Or sometimes our research is cool. I thought that that, that what you said about... Um, oh, Jesus. Did you spill your drink? No, I didn't spill my drink. Okay. I thought that the thing that you said about the Tibetan death book is really interesting. That would be a yeah. cool read. Um, I need to fucking buy it, man. Yeah. Um... Subscribe, rate, and review us on uh, whatever platform you listen to us or on Facebook or anywhere that you feel like you want to to review us. Um, Take a picture of your review, send it to us in an email with your physical address, and we will mail you some stickers. So, hey, girl, who thinks we're bitching and we think you're bitching. Yeah. I'll hook you up with some stickers. I'll send Um, you some stickers. I know where you live because I dropped you off at your apartment. And she, she put a pen in it. So no, I just know back. where it is because it's really okay. close to my house. Okay. Uh, not my house. Sorry, my work. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, if you'd like to mail your story or uh, mail anything weird uh, to Lindsay, send it to P.O. Box 2292, Georgetown, Texas. That is G E O R 
G-E-T-O-W-N 78627 and she's still looking for hair you guys yeah still looking for hair and if anybody listens to us also has a podcast uh let's you know exchange promos let's do that let's do it buddy we're gonna find out who listens to us and who doesn't (laughs) i wish we could there's no way for us to know man oh because nobody's gonna reply to this come on suckers okay I guess is that it? That's it. You guys have a good day. Bye. Bye.